you get to practice presence and connection when you, even when you have 50 tabs open in the background and things binging and banging on your phone, your computer and ever, everything, right? You get to go, no, I am here. I am listening. I am connecting. I am answering. I am asking, right? And I think that for me, that applies to everything. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, I get to speak with my good friend, Christine McAllister. She's passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs attract their next clients by being value-driven podcast guests. Now, podcast guesting is not easy, and she's been able to generate well over six figures as a podcast guest and has been recognized as the best in the world at podcast guesting by seven-figure founders like John Lee Dumas, Dana Wilde, and Andrew Cruzy. Christine has been a media expert for two decades. She's helped broadcast the Olympic Games, produced an award-winning documentary for PBS, and has been featured in Inc., Business Insider, Bustle, The Huffington Post, and on over 100 podcasts, in addition to hosting her top-rated show, No One's Ever Asked Me That. So without further ado, let's listen into this conversation with Christine McAllister. Christine, thank you so much for coming out to the podcast. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited. Dude, I am super excited as well. I mean, we met a few months ago. You sent some really awesome guests our way, and those episodes are on the podcast, but I really wanted to talk to you as well because we had connected through the power of podcasting, through the power of building relationship, and we even got to meet in person at PodFest. That was amazing. So good. So good. Um, yeah, podcasts are just the best, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So where I like to start with is origin stories. And and the cool part about origin stories is that we that is now an acronym. That is now a phrase in our vocabulary 
thanks to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the first movie with Iron Man, my favorite. So share with us your origin story, Christine. Mm. So I would say my origin story, my hero's journey is basically that I thought if I did everything right, checked all of the boxes, followed all of the rules, that life was going to go as I wanted it to and expected it to Mm -hmm. and believe that it would. And so I was a high achiever. I was a scholarship getter. I was on the path to becoming a veterinarian. Mm -hmm. And and then I realized that I couldn't do dissection in AP biology. And so at about 16, Christine had to figure out what she was going to do with her life after spending 16 years thinking I was going to be a veterinarian. (laughs) And that led me eventually, I had always been like an avid reader and lover of stories. And so that led me to studying storytelling through the media. Mm. So I went to this like kind of best kept secret, one of the top media schools in the country. And I studied the craft and the production of at that time, the internet was just starting, right? This Mm. is back in the dark ages. So I was Mm. studying television, I was studying film. And I thought I was going to become a producer, a filmmaker. And I went to grad school for that as well. And then instead, I became a professor at age 23 through no intention (laughs) of my own. (laughs) Professor Christine is here. Professor Christine, prof. Yeah, prof Christine is very strange, (laughs) very surreal. I love to teach and I love to coach and I love to mentor, but I didn't like doing it for people who didn't want to be there. Mm. And at the same time, right? At the same oh. time, I also started a an online marketing agency on the side because I knew I wanted to do my own thing. And I always had known I wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. It took me five years so to, to work my way out of that, uh, out of that ac- academia um, and then to um, run my own agency full time. I did that for another five years. Yeah. Seven years ago, though, was like the moment when I realized that you do everything right. You check all the boxes and life can still be uh, turned on its head. And Mm -hmm. that was um, in March of 2015. I lost my full my daughter full term at 37 weeks. And there was no. Thank you. Thank you. There's no explanation. There was no reason, no cause. And that really flipped everything that I thought I knew about how life was supposed to go. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And out of that soul searching, like that came out of the pain and the grief came this desire to create a legacy for my daughter and to do something that was even of more importance and to really find my calling. Yeah. And that's when I began this journey of, of helping folks start and grow their own businesses first as a business coach and now as a media coach specifically with podcast testing. I love that. I mean, the part about your daughter losing her at 37 week, that is one hard reality to swallow. Because I remember this was probably 2013 when we also lost uh, probably second trimester, my wife, Mm. you know, lost second one mm. and it was it was it's a hard place to be but then you taking that as 
an action plan. Hey, I can help others be good at what I love to teach. That's awesome. Thank you. And I'm sorry. You know, I think one of the things that I have learned is this type of a conversation, one of the reasons I've devoted my life to this work, at least my working life, is because mm -hmm. it's so healing, it right? Is. To, and, to, and I'm sure there are people listening who've experienced some type of a similar loss to, to one of ours, right? And, yeah. and no matter what it is, like just knowing you're not alone, you know, now you and I have an understanding of what it is yeah. like to parent living children when you've yeah. lost one and to go through, yeah. right? Like that, I mean, I feel like I know you on a completely different level now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, man. And that's that's the power of stories. That's the power of connecting on another level, right? And those things won't come out till you actually seek out or share your own story, right? The half the half of the struggle is showing up with your own authentic story to attract the people that connect with you on that level. Yeah. I don't even know where to go now. <laughs> <laughs> but what, so you, you already shared, you, right, you shared your journey, your little origin story, but what kept you going yeah. after you found the people who really wanted to learn from you? after you attracted the people that kept you afloat and coming to a realization that no matter how many plans we make, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not going to go the way that we planned it. Yeah. I think that my world was cracked wide open. I had been this very really uptight kind of like I must fit myself in this box in mm. where I must be good in order to right because that's what I came to believe as I was growing up and then I can remember being in the grocery store and just just having come home from the hospital mm -hmm. and and just having this realization of looking around all these other humans all these other souls and going like they have no idea what I just went through. And I have yeah. no idea what they're walking around with. Right, we don't. And like having this compassion of, wow, like I, look, there, yeah, there were people who kept me afloat. There were people who gave me life. And I, I became this person who had so much more capacity, so much more space to hold for others after going through this thing. Because yeah. before I lost Maeve, right, like I would have been the person who if one of my friends went through that, I would have been so uncomfortable. I would yeah. have been so worried about saying the wrong thing that I would have been one of the people who ghosted me. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, right. Most of the people in my life ghosted me after I including family because they didn't know what to, what to say. They haven't yeah. gone to that experience. And oh, my God, this yeah. this reminds me of so. When 2020 hit, Foo Fighters song, It's Times Like These, the song, BBC did a version of this where it was all acoustic, all these singers came together. And with what happened in Texas recently, the song came up again mm. because people are sharing it because mm -hmm. it's times like these you learn to live again. And you literally had to do that, right? And you give and give again, learn to love again, 
This is one. Of, this is gonna be one of those emotional episodes. I'm, I'm just feeling. I mean, I've got tears. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> Which is okay because we are being vulnerable. We we are being core to the human. You know, the human, the core of, of humanity. Of you know, that's what it is. It's we are emotional beings, and until we share that, experience that, it's we can't move forward. So sorry to cut you off but no so you're you're in you're in the you're in the in the grocery store and you're like they don't know what i just went through but i don't know what they're going through either so what what was the next move Mm. so i so i sort of became i became very aware Mm -hmm. as i was grieving and as i was kind of watching myself you know go through this experience that was, I, I mean, the nursery was ready. We came home, the car seat was in the car, right? Yeah. Like we came home to an empty everything. And I had to deal with all of the postpartum stuff that you deal with, but you're okay dealing with because you have a baby. Yeah. And instead I'm going to the funeral home to identify her, right? Like what? Mm-hmm. So I just became very aware that this was either going to a thousand percent break me and I would never come back from it. And I would spend Mm -hmm. the rest of my life numbing out in some way or another. And I understand why people do that and I don't judge them for it because it is impossible. Or I was going to find a way to make some kind of meaning out of this, right? And take this grief and this trauma and all of these things that I'm still walking around working on today and, and do something good with it because this, this was my make or break point. And and I also realized that like that had happened and I was still here. And so everything that I had been afraid of up to that point just dissipated. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm afraid of what people think. I'm now the, I'm now the girl with a dead baby. I know what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm not afraid of it anymore. Yeah. You know? And so I, I needed to find some, something good, right? And so that, for, for me, like I've always been a person who really needed to be deeply invested and believe in the work that I was doing. Yeah. Like, right, I could have done a lot of things, blah, 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 but it has to matter. That's just how I'm wired. And so that became the vehicle for me to start questioning the work that I was doing, which was good but it wasn't the level i knew that there was for me of vulnerability of impact of income so that i could give massive amounts of money money away and solve problems that money could solve right and so that's when i finally i guess got over myself enough to mm-hmm. stop just trying to learn everything for free from cd books from the library and i finally hired my first coach Clicked, I did the cheesy thing. I clicked on a Facebook ad sitting yeah. on my couch one night, you know, and I was terrified and I, I went all in and again, broke open this whole new world for me that I didn't know existed. Yeah. And so as I have, I started with what I knew, which was that I was a woman who'd quit my job and replaced my income. And so I started helping people do that. And then as I grew the type of person that I worked with grew as we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. Wow. I love every, I love everything you shared because 
that is a path you selected. You chose to be in an empowering position, not feeling victimized, not saying why me. There's there's a whole there's a whole passage of when you know when you ask God to help you be a better something, you're faced with that type of adversity that's going to help you grow. And so annoying. It's, it's kind of like, come on. I want a chicken, not an egg. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I Was I not specific? I like, like a grilled chicken. I don't want to hatch an egg and grow a chicken. Um, not that way. Not that way. But sometimes, yeah, it's, crazy right and and we and there's a there's actually a verse in the quran that says we will not give you more than you can handle right and we have the results in front of us yeah and it's it's sometimes it's like oh really yeah really (laughs) why me but also like what why not me right i mean i have come to believe that you know i am here to learn certain lessons yeah right and and to your point yeah i mean one of one of my many therapists um (laughs) recently said to me that you know christine she's like i've worked with a lot of people she used to be an md Mm -hmm. and she's like i've worked with all sorts of people in all kinds of ways and i have to tell you that I don't think you can replicate the growth that comes from parenting with anything else. She's like, yeah, people talk about starting your business. Yes. Yes. We all know that makes us grow. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what, part of why we love it and hate it and love it yeah. again. Yeah. Slash and parenting figure parenting, parenting through a loss, mm-hmm. parenting after loss. Yeah. All of it. I mean, Nothing has challenged me the way that not only losing her, but then going on. I now have a five-year-old and a two-year-old living yeah, children. Yeah. It, it's either going to break me or make me <laughs> again <laughs> on a daily basis. Amen. Absolutely, because right, they they test us, and we we are they're they're put on the third for to help us grow. Yeah. And they are a physical human being that we are responsible for right it's like why child why why don't you just listen to what i'm just saying like no i'm gonna do it this way you can't make me (laughs) yep and i've got this really cute little eight week old puppy sitting right next to me Uh uh and everybody thought i was crazy for getting her because we're in a very intense season with my kids yeah and i was like no I need something that's going to love me no matter what, that's always going to be happy to see me, that is not defiant. (laughs) (laughs) That when I roll over in the morning, wags its tail at me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll take care of that all day long. Exactly. (laughs) Well, my neighbors got uh, a puppy as well, uh, I think two years ago, like right, right in the beginning of the pandemic. And this was a cute little thing and, you know, still growing. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's like another child, right? You, you're like, and every time this dog sees me, Sonny, he just cannot contain himself. He's like, he's like oh, Mr. Date. And he's like jumping. He's like, no, sit, sit. So I'm like, I like hold back. Like, hey, let me just hold back while, you know, my neighbor tries to 
have him settle down and then I'll go and pet him because he's he's just so adorable and it's uh it's a golden doodle so it's really really beautiful Pandemic puppy. That's a thing, apparently. So many people in our neighborhood. I've just watched these dogs grow up as they walk by our house every yeah. day. <laughs> the panda the panda peppies. I know a ton of people invested in the the pet care business. The stock market just blew up. It's like what? More people are buying pet food? I wonder why. A friend of mine, Andy Wong of uh, Inspired Money Podcast, you know, he he talked about it on, I think, TD Ameritrade mm-hmm. about all these pet stores making massive amounts of. But anyways, we were kind of like going astray talking about everything. But it's a that's recession-proof what, business. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that's what you know, as parenting and as parents, as we're steered in so many different directions and it's it takes a lot of effort for us to realign like okay no this is what we're doing today and they really test the boundaries like i wish i can hire them as salespeople because <laughs> they'd be the best salesperson like oh but, but why but why <laughs> why like my son like can you play roger the rabbit can't play Roger the Rabbit, you know, before I go to sleep. It's it's uh, it's a story that helps them fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So every day, the same same question without fail. I'm like, wow, man, I need to get that kind of consistency. Follow up game strong, sir. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I love that. I love this kid. I love this kid. All right. So we've been having a lot of fun chatting. We we learned about your story, your origin story, what kept you motivated and the human side of things come out, right? We we are, we're all so human and it's so important to share those heartbreaking stories because then we will find other people that connect with us on that level. Yeah. So thank you so much. Mm, thank you. Thanks for creating a space to share. Absolutely. All right. So what we're going to do next is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to share. You're going to help. You're going to share with us three hacks to take away for the superpreneurs on how to be good at what you teach. I don't even know what that is, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll be right back. When, when I record you. All right. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, 
visithomestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. All right, we're coming back. We're just shaking it all out, you know, hashtag we're noodle. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, we've been noodling back in the Zoom room. <laughs> we've been talking about a bunch of cool things. Um, but Christine's got amazing. She's she's an amazing human being. I got to see her in person. She, she just exudes this powerful human person, like, like yes, you can say powerful human being, you know, somebody that has commands a lot of power. But when you meet somebody that's a powerful human being, you want to be around them. You want to be around these people. And so Christine's been so generous in sharing her story. So thank you so much. I love you. Thank All you. Right. I love you too. I'm so grateful. Thank you, podcasting. Yes. <laughs> this is the power of podcasting, guys. If you have not experienced these kind of moments. You need to step in and start a just guest on the podcast if you have to, because you rebuild these connections that are few and far between in the hangouts that you're doing with friends. Now, if you have a really good hangout, so you go deep in these conversations, then hallelujah, call me in because I want to be in those conversations too. Please bring us in. So, Christine, take it away with three hacks to take away for our super entrepreneurs. Mm. So I think one of the biggest things that I I get to practice on a multiple times a day basis is really is is really presence. Yeah. For example, like I've got one kid who's teething and another kid who's recovering from surgery and they're both super extra right now and yeah. neither of them are sleeping. Mm. And so, you know, this morning at four o'clock, I was like, what's happening? You know, and I got a business dinner tonight and I started projecting and spinning out about how am I going to make it through the day? Yeah. Right. And then I was like, Christine, you don't have to make it through the day. You just need to make your tea. Right. Just be here now. Spinning out has never done it. I'm 40 years old. I've never gained anything from spinning out yeah. except a false sense of control. <laughs> right. So and, and I would say the same thing applies like to being a guest on a podcast. Right. You get to practice presence and connection when you mm. even when you have 50 tabs open in the background and things binging and banging on your phone, your computer and ever everything. Right. You get to go. No, I am here. I am listening. I am connecting. I am answering. I am asking, right? And I think that for me that applies to everything. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm I'm super stressed about the way my kids are behaving <laughs> or whether I'm having a blast on a podcast interview, like just have to be here right now. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. That's all that really matters, right? Over and over oh, and God. over again for the rest of your life. I think another thing that I have I have really learned over the past few months that I how to step into this role of being a visionary. Mm -hmm. So I've known for a long time that Christine's brain does not like spreadsheets, SOPs, KPIs, or any of these <laughs> things. However, uh -huh. I thought that I needed to like them in order to have a successful business. And I sat, I actually cried with one of my coaches and was like, why have I been plateaued? What, did it, did it, did it, did it, what am I doing wrong? I have a great team. I have a good thing, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. He was like, you're trying to put yourself in a box that you have no business being in. Yeah. Like you're, oh, here's the hack. So smart. Jason King is his name. Your job 
your team needs to know they never ask you how, they only ask you the what and the why. And I thought you needed to be Elon Musk or Steve Jobs to be a And have to know everything. Yeah. And, and have this brain that like is just next level. Hmm. Instead, he was like, Christine, your energy, your energy is what you bring to your team. Yeah. That is how you manage them. You coach your team. You coach your clients. You dream. That's it. Right. You show up. So if you are a person who's like, like me, like you don't like spreadsheets, you don't like tracking, you don't like SOPs, you don't like KPIs. And you're just like yeah. swimming in the sea of what do I feel like doing today? That's going to give me energy. Doesn't mean those things are not important, mm -hmm. but how can you set yourself up to whether it's through team or uh, someone who helps you make it fun? How can you set yourself up to be that person who gets to live in the what and the why and not in the how, which I would say ties into, this is like Christine's soul lesson to learn, mm -hmm. which is trust and faith. Oh my gosh. Like I realize that these are all kind of wooey, but hey, that's, it's, it's, this is what's real for me. Yeah. Trust and faith. I mean, it doesn't have to be wooey, right? But this is so important because if you want to have a business that you love, yeah. And you want to have one that doesn't burn you out, that you want to show up for every day. It's this whole idea of no matter what happens, it's for you. Right? That's a Tony Robbins thing. Not yeah. to you, for you. Yeah. Like, the you know, the stuff that you and I have been through in our lives, like, and businesses, is absurd. Some of it is like, what? Why would that happen? I did everything right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. I get to choose how I look at it. I get to believe that, that these things are happening for my growth and for my highest good. And that's part of what keeps me going every day, even when, you know, you have a day where you're crying about something that happened. Yeah. So those are, my, those are my hacks. I love it. Thank you, Christine. I feel so much better of not trying to figure everything out. The what, the, the what and the why. I need this because of this. You figure out the how. Now, I'm the how guy, right? This is the how podcast. <laughs> but I love that. That sometimes well, it's the how I just podcast. Need to... Sorry. <laughs> it's the how podcast so you can learn the hows because it's yes. not your job. It's exactly. not your, your nature. Exactly. Right? I love that. I love that. There are people who like spreadsheets, apparently, and we're grateful for them. <laughs> yes, Thank we you, are. God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Because we have, you know, the different hemisphere of so our mind and, and how everything works and who we're supposed to be in this world, right? So you're supposed to be, this is not something that the society tells you who you're supposed to be. It's who you're supposed to be innately that keeps you aligned with who you actually are. And each one of them, each one of us is a separate, unique person with their own superpowers and our own strength. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. And I just like have to say, you're obviously a very creative person because I cannot stop staring at your background and how your shirt <laughs> coordinates with it. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is like my lame attempt. If you're watching this on video, my lame attempt to make something like this. But since you and I first met, I was like, wow, like, I don't know anybody who, anybody else who does what you do. And, you know, you spoke about it at PodFest, you're being recognized for it, like on these bigger stages. And 
So, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me that you would feel similarly because you obviously have that eye for, for design and bringing, bringing all that together. Thank you. Appreciate that. Man, this was so much fun talking with you, Christine. I wish we had more time to hang out at PodFest, which is fine. We'll find another podcast environment to hang out. I got to hang out with Chad Peterson. He's amazing. Chris Stone, they're, you know, they're just amazing human beings. And like Chris Stone calls me a tremendous human being, mm. that's what you are, Christine. Mm. Thank you so much. Well, like attracts like, so thank you. That's right. That's right. All right, so let's jump right into the quick questions. These are fun ones. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Mm, playing the violin. Ooh, the violin, the viola. Nice, I like that. <laughs> like that. That's how it would sound if I played it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that is cool. I've never played any instruments. I mean, I played um, the guitar a little bit. I couldn't get a hang of it because too many frets or whatever. But I, I, was, I was pretty good with the bass guitar. Nice. Um, it's an important mm -hmm. instrument. It is very important. Keeps it keeps the beat going. Keeps yep. the beat going. What did you want to be when you were a child? Well, when I was five, I think I concerned my parents with this because I either wanted to work at McDonald's or be an astronaut. Mm. I never, I didn't have the math aptitude mm -hmm. to go into, um, you know, NASA. Probably not the physical ability either. <laughs> uh, but um, I was really fascinated with the buttons that they used to order and that actually maybe it was Wendy's because it was when they had a microphone they'd be like need a burger cheeseburger plain mm -hmm. and I was like I, I want a microphone, want a microphone. you microphone. are just now connecting these dots for me I actually had <laughs> shape like why did I want to work at McDonald's I'm sure my parents were like sure you know when you're in high school cool and we hope you will do something else also right <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Just right. I'm like, I need a lot of novelty and mm -hmm. I would probably be bored, you know? Um, so anyway, microphone. See, you're talking in the microphone right now for the podcast. Oh my God. Thank you. I... <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing that I would, could say is you probably want to be operating some equipment, helping people with food on Mars because, you know, you have to be an astronaut to go it. on Mars and people still need to eat food yeah. when they're on Mars. And the reason I mention it is because I have a Mars theme behind the scenes. So I have like posters from Mars back here. Cool. Well, red is my favorite color. So yeah, I love, I love it. it. Awesome. <laughs> Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Favorite movie? Moulin Rouge. Favorite Ooh. TV show? Tie between Friday Night Lights and This Is Us. Okay. I have not seen any of those shows. I've heard a lot about them. But Moulin Rouge I have seen. Evan McGregor. Oh, Nicole. So Nicole he, So this director is incredible. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's getting ready this month. The Elvis biopic um, is oh, coming out. He's and doing it's that. his. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yes. Talking about Ellen McGregor and favorite movies, have you started watching Obi-Wan Kenobi yet? 
No, you know, I grew up in a house full of girls and I, I mean, that's very a stereotypical thing to say, but Star Wars was not a part of my childhood. It's mm. not a part of like my family lore. And I, I, so I really haven't, haven't gotten into it, but I love Ewan and yeah. have for, for a long time. So yeah. I, I think he's tr- a tremendous actor. He is a tremendous actor. Um, and thank you for reminding me how to say his name because I kept, <laughs> I've been saying it wrong. I'm just obsessed with all things right. English and Scottish yeah. and Irish. So, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Perfect. All right, next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, no one's ever asked me that. Well done. Um, can it be a TV show? Of course, it could be anything. This is, I kind of love and hate this answer, but it's the truth, so I'm going to say it. Outlander. Outlander, okay. I like, I think that playing Claire would be horrific, and I also think that it would be amazing. I do not doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so cool. Outlander. All right, we're going to have to jot that down next question who is your favorite superhero you know i really like iron man i really do i I also have a girl crush on gwyneth paltrow so that helps and i think i think so much of of robert downey as a as a human of everything he's overcome and of of him as an actor so it's just it's easy to get behind behind all of that well that's awesome because i that's my favorite superhero too love it my god this is so cool are we like soul family probably yeah there's there's (laughs) probably there's there's a lot of going on (laughs) last question if you were a board game what would it be Ooh. popped into my mind was hungry hungry hippos (laughs) do with that what you will (laughs) well uh we gotta feed the hippos because they are hungry (laughs) and in our case they might be our kids yeah definitely they are i definitely work for school and food also therapy right now Oh my God, Christine, this was so much fun chatting with you. Thank you so much for taking us through this journey. Totally love it. Where can my audience find you? Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much. Seriously, this was a blast. I so appreciate you and what you're doing and how you do it. Yeah. And the best way to get into my world is through a podcast guesting checklist. So we touched on that a little bit, but if you want to have conversations like this one, life-changing conversations that are also a lot of fun, you don't know how to do it. I've got this checklist that you can grab, learn how to do it the right way. Instead of, as some of our friends say, like a leechy vampire, don't do that. <laughs> and don't, don't do that. please don't. Mm-hmm. And you can grab it at lifewithpassion.com slash checklist. And that will also get you into the rest of my world. Sweet. We'll be sure to share the links in the show notes so that you can get in touch with Christine and learn how to be a really good guest on podcast because 
you probably heard some episodes <laughs> that you're like, what is happening in this episode? I do not have any idea where the conversation is going. Why are these answers so generic? Can they be original? <laughs> so thank you so much, Christine. Appreciate you every single bit. We'll catch you in the next one. All right, guys. Thank thanks so much. Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening in. This was one of my favorite episodes. And you probably can feel it because you're probably crying your tears as you're sitting in the car listening to this episode or you're out, out on the jog. You probably have to slow down and pause because of what we're sharing in here. So thank you again so much, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 